You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. to get to talk with Aaron Damiani. That's right. Aaron is the pastor. He's the lead pastor of Emmanuel Anglican Church over in Chicago. We've had him on the program many, many times. He is the author of a book that was just recently published called Earth Filled with Heaven, Finding Life in Liturgy, the Sacraments, and the Other Ancient Practices of the Church. And we are looking at Advent. Why do we celebrate Advent? Why should we pay attention? Uh, you know, ultimately, we look toward the finish line of Advent. That's what we are really looking forward to. And so joining us now, Aaron, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Kelly and Steve. I'm excited to talk about this, Aaron. And I got to tell you, because I was just uh, flipping through and looking at this, and um, when I think about Advent, and, you know, look at liturgy and, and things that I, I guess I've always, growing up, when, when I first became a Christian, so many, many, many sleeps ago, Aaron, I would look, <laughs> I would look at things like that as being, belonging exclusively to, um, well, being of high church practices. I came from a very, mm-hmm. uh, it was non-denominational church, just very simple, mm-hmm. and these were not things that we practiced at all. And I just never really considered them as something that was for me. Um, it was just a whole different world for me. And as I've gotten older and, um, you know, my, I've grown in my walk with Christ, and I start to look at these things, and I've really begun to embrace these things, I have grown to so love these things because of the richness that they bring to my walk with Christ. And um, for me, it's, it's about reverence, and uh, it's just, it, it adds a depth that I did not have all those years ago. Talk about why Advent. Yeah, you know, Advent really is that, it's that uh, the deep and meaningful customs that also, strangely, does have that simplicity to it that really kind of clears the deck for us spiritually. Um, it's one of those, those seasons where, hey, if there's ever a time when we can look forward to the second coming of Christ and just let our lives be set in order in anticipation that he's coming again as king, it's it's a time leading up to Christmas. Because then by the time you get to Christmas, by the time you get to the celebration that he did come the first time, um, our hearts are going to be more prepared for those, you know, for, for that day and for those for those 12 days. But I find that what Advent does is it really is a restart. It's a, and you know, for the for, if you're following the church calendar, it's the very beginning. And so, we we really find so much meaning when we um, start the very beginning of our journey with Jesus in the year um, by by remembering that He is coming again uh, to make all things new, and it puts our heart in a in a soft and repentant place and also a readiness to receive him, which is always a good posture to have. Well, you know, Aaron, uh, as I said earlier, we look toward that finish line, right? The finish line Mm -hmm. of Advent is the birth of Christ. But Mm -hmm. Advent, as we kind of mature in our walk with Christ and we re-experience the Advent season year to year Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. we age— there is something that we can take away that God speaks to us in each season. What is Advent really kind of telling us 
about how we are to live as mm. striving in the image of Christ himself, to yeah. be conformed to the image, when we're mm. so focused on the baby aspect, right? The coming Messiah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I love that question, uh, because it does uh, it does give us a posture to live in. You know, Advent means uh, arrival, and when you know someone's coming, when you know a guest is going to arrive, you want to get your house ready. This is a metaphor that Jesus used a lot, you know, because he wanted he wanted us to be ready when he returned. And so, um, you know, what Advent's going to do is it's going to, in some ways, help us recapture the the sense from the earliest Christians that Christ could come again at any time, and the the down payment on that is when he when he came that first time. Um, so, you know, one of my pastor friends says, "Hey, during Advent." We're not really waiting for baby Jesus to come. That's that that already happened. Um, but what we are doing is, given the fact that he did come that first time, we're expecting him to come again at the end of history. And and so, for me, what that does is that is a good counterbalance to some of the sort of the cultural coziness and consumerism in anticipation of Christmas where um, it, it does seem so, like, just getting wrapped up in the, the feelings of the season and the customs of the season, which are good. I'm not, I'm not bashing those things. But for me, I think, you know, the older I get, the more I want the substance mm-hmm. of the season, the more I want the, the richness of it. Yeah. And, um, and as the world begins to lose some of its taste, I, I want to taste that new world. And so Advent, for me, is this, for Christians around the world, it's this reminder: um, there is a new world coming. Uh, Christ is going to come to to make that happen, um, and there's a sobriety to that. But then, what that does is that gives us um, make space for for more joy and depth once Christmas does arrive. Mm. Aaron, for families that maybe have never marked Advent in the home, and they're thinking the same thing that you are, you know, you, you want that that depth and that richness, and you're longing for something more, something different than what you've experienced before in this season, and you're realizing that even though, you know, I've been talking to people about this this season, I, I like, you know, all of our traditions, the fun things about Christmas, the lights, I enjoy going and seeing those things, and it's fun to get up and open gifts, and the paper and the bows and, and all that stuff, that's a blast, but all that stuff, um, it's just stuff. And after a few right. days, there's there's a letdown to it almost and an, mm. an emptiness. And, mm. you know, mm. when we look at the practices of uh, the, the high church, and I'm thinking of Advent in particular and the richness that it brings, that's what's missing for me. Mm. And for families mm. that have never marked Advent before, and maybe they're saying, yeah, I, I, I realize this is what's missing in our home, and, and I want this too, but maybe they've never marked this before. Where, where do they start? What what direction would you give them? Yeah, you know, I find that the simplest way to mark a season of the church year and really foster some kind of, you know, family prayer life, which will always be a challenge and a struggle no matter what, um, is to, it, it, you've got, you've got uh, two, th- two things and, one, and a third thing, which is really helpful, um, reading the, reading a scripture, a short time of prayer, lighting a candle. And so kids usually like fire. My kids like fire. Um, and so giving them a chance to light the candle, reading a scripture, and praying together 
really is a very simple way to do it. Now, if you want to add some beauty to that, which is a, which is good, um, you can um, you can create what's called an advent wreath. And an advent wreath is where you have you know a wreath of greens on on a table, and then you can put four candles that are, if possible, purple, um, with one being more of a rose color, and then a fifth candle in the middle. And the the, the four candles you can light them each week of Advent. I think we're now we're in the third week of Advent. So the the, um, the candles represent hope, peace, joy, and love. And then the fifth candle in the middle, the Christ candle, is a, um, a candle that represents Christ and light, lighting that on Christmas Day itself. And so you light a candle for the week of that you're in, read a scripture associated with Advent, and then um, and then just make space for a, for for a few moments of prayer. And I find that that just that that is usually um, about as much as kids can do um, beyond uh, beyond a more formal worship service, which which I find it help it's helpful to have you know a local church to be a part of for that. But an Advent wreath is just a really simple way to to mark the mark the season and also prepare our hearts for Christ's second coming and for Christmas. Well, and you know, Aaron, there are some traditional uh, themes for each of those candles and each of those weeks that are represented, hope, peace, joy, and love. Talk to us a little bit about those different aspects of that candle, and then let's look at that fifth one, because you just talked about building that wreath up, you know, the Christ candle that we would see in that. Um, share with us just a little bit about each of those themes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, hope, peace, joy, and love um, are traditionally these these virtues that Christians aspired to, but also it helped shape their worship of Jesus Christ himself. Um, if you look at the prophecies of Isaiah, you're going to find um, that the coming Messiah himself represents these virtues in a special way. Man, I think about Isaiah 2 and the mountain of the Lord that the nations come to, and one of the things that's marked in the mountain of the Lord is, man, when you go up that mountain, you learn the ways of peace. Nations won't learn war anymore. They'll turn their, their swords into plowshares. Um, and, and the reason is that um, the Prince of Peace, you know, the government is on his shoulders, as a, a later prophecy in Isaiah says, and that's just his way. That's just the way that he operates. And so um, when, we, when we look at these virtues, it's, it may be tempting to say, you know, I, I, I want to be a person of peace, and I think that's really good. The place that we're starting in Advent is the Prince of Peace is coming, the Prince of Hope is coming, the Prince of Love is coming, the Prince of Joy is coming, and he has a very, there are very specific scriptures that speak of a coming suffering Messiah and conquering King who will bring these in his own unique way and brings them now to his people who are ready to receive him. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, you mentioned I'm I'm probably going to totally misquote you here Aaron, but I'm going to I'm going to give it my best shot here to, yeah, sure. <laughs> to not do so. <laughs> but um 
earlier in our conversation, you you said something. You said words to this effect, simply um, about longing for a taste of that that new world. You know, we can get so caught up in our culture and things that are going mm-hmm. on here, and even at this time of year, and even as Christians, you know, we can get caught up in those things. But there is a whole new world that awaits us, and you know, the, yes. we we look, we should be looking forward to what is to come for us because this is not all that there is, and. Um, you know, as the, 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 the old hymn says, the things of this world grow strangely dim, and they should be growing dim for us. And once, you know, Christmas has come and gone, and we celebrate Advent, how, how do we continue to go through the rest of the year as we wait for the return of yeah. Christ? How should, we, how should we be walking expectantly through the rest of the year as we wait and not lose track of what it is that we're waiting on? on and and not lose that sense of hope and expectation because the world does get in the way sometimes. Yes, it does. Yeah, it's interesting how there's like a um, alternate calendar. There's like an American calendar where, you know, once Christmas is done, um, we we kind of, in some ways, I think that calendar, the American default calendar hooks us in this world a little bit. Well, it's like, okay, you know, Christmas is over. Well, then it's time for New Year's resolutions. And then after New Year's resolutions, it's time for the Super Bowl. Um, and, uh, and then after the Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, and, and on and on. And, and those, you know, it's like these are good things. I watched the Super Bowl. Um, but the, I find that for that depth, and, and, and for me, like, I just have to realize I'm on a pilgrimage to a different world. Um, and it's going to be this world recreated by Jesus Christ. But... This this current um, this current world is not my home, and in order to continue on that pilgrimage, that's where the church calendar helps me, because it it grounds my calendar um, and my sense of what time it is in something that is more grounded in the scriptures and in Jesus Christ. It also challenges me a little bit instead of coddling me. It challenges me. To stay watchful, to stay sober, um, to 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 fix my eyes on Jesus. So, let's say you know once once Advent's over, Christmas is actually twelve days in the church calendar. That's twelve days of generosity to neighbor, twelve days of feasting, twelve days of rejoicing. Um, that He did come the first time. Twelve days of worship, and then that gives way to you know Epiphany, which is the part of the church calendar where we celebrate Christ's glory is being revealed, and it goes on through, through Lent and Eastertide, Pentecost, and, um, and every year I find that it gets deeper, it gets more meaningful, um, and my sense of the you know, coming kingdom of Jesus becomes more clear. So um, if, if people are interested, I put up a you know, beginner's guide to, to the liturgical calendar uh, up on my Twitter. I can send it to you guys if you're interested. Um, this is just uh, you know, for people who've never done this before, what are just simple scriptures, prayers, and practices to kind of mark the seasons? And yeah, keep our focus on the fact that we are we are living for for an age to come, and and we're in training right now. Yeah, that would be outstanding. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So, Kelly, um, you know, this is about application because we are in that third week of Advent right now. We have one more to go as we kick that off this Sunday, entering into that fourth week before Christmas and the coming Messiah. 
<laughs> well, Aaron, man, thank you so much for spending time with us to understand more about the Advent season and the church liturgy in in and of itself. We would love to continue this conversation because there's so much more that is packed in that and also that is found in Earth Filled with Heaven. And so we'd love to have you back with us in 23 and just carry that conversation on. Would love it. Thank you so much for the privilege of having me on and being able to talk about these beautiful realities. It's, it's, a, it's a joy. Well, blessings on you, your congregation, yeah. and your family. God bless you through the holiday season, man. Thank you so Thank much. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the Word to Life.